You're listening to the Deeper Christian Bible Study Series on Ephesians. Thanks for joining me, Nathan Johnson, in an in-depth, verse-by-verse study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let's dive into the lesson for the day. Welcome to Lesson 16 of the Deeper Christian Bible Study Series in the book of Ephesians. Today, we're going to continue our look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, which says this, In him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. Over the last several lessons, we've looked at this idea of God's grace. In Ephesians 1, 6, Paul writes, To the praise, the glory of his grace, which he graciously bestowed on us in the Beloved. And then Paul moves into verse 7, which again reads, In him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So last time we looked at this idea in verse 7 and 8 of receiving redemption and forgiveness according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. And again, that word lavish, which is sometimes translated abound, means to shower upon or, or to provide something in abundance. It has this idea of to have more than enough. So this word is a superlative that we looked at, and it gives this idea of superior or extraordinary or surpassing or uncommon. It's it's, it's this idea of being over and above or to exceed a fixed number of measure, to abound, to overflow, to furnish one so richly that he has abundance. And again, the picture here is that of a waterfall. You don't just receive a drop of grace You have been given the riches of God's grace. It has been dumped like a Niagara waterfall into your life. You have more than enough, and it's spilling over. And Paul declares that God's grace has been lavished upon you. Now, in verse 8, he continues and says that the riches of God's grace, which has been lavished upon you, is done in all wisdom and insight so that you might understand the mystery of God's will, which has been made known to you, according to verse 9. So we're going to start talking about this mystery in the next lesson. But get the flow of the passage. God desires that you might understand this mystery mentioned in verse 9. But in order to understand this divine mystery, we need wisdom and insight, which only comes once we've experienced the redemption and the forgiveness that the death and the resurrection of Christ purchased. All of this is because the grace of God was lavished upon you in Jesus Christ. Well, let's look at this idea of wisdom and insight a bit more. Insight, ah, that idea deals with this idea of thinking. See, it's the capacity for understanding or insight has this idea of practical knowledge of that which concerns us. So simply put, Paul is saying that God has given you the ability to think about and to understand his mystery. In other words, you have the capacity for understanding. And the Greek word for wisdom is the word sophia. The word means searching intellect or the answer to eternal problems of life and death, God and the world, and time and eternity. And while this word often relates to skills, expertise, and learning, the simple understanding of this word is the ability to see life from God's perspective. It's interesting to me that a few verses later in our passage, in verse 17, Paul says, and he uses this word again when he prays, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. 
Now, we're going to look at this passage much more in a, uh, in a future lesson. But let me give you a quick overview. Paul is praying that the believers, you and I, might receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. Our revelation here has this idea of an unveiling. It's a, it's a pulling back of a curtain, if you will. And wisdom, again, it's our word Sophia, and it gives a sense of the deep things of God. So Paul is praying that the believers would, would receive an unveiling, a, a pulling back, and they would see and understand the deep things of God and the knowledge of himself. Now, this knowledge isn't the sense of like facts, data, information, but it's in the experiencing and becoming intimate with that person himself. It's that I would come to see and understand and experience that deep things of God in my life, which I don't know about you, but I need that. Now, if you take that and come back into our passage in verse 7 and 8, Paul says that God's grace has been lavished upon us and we now have all wisdom or the deep things of God. Again, wisdom here is very different than knowledge or information. Wisdom is taking knowledge and information and living it out. Or, as a friend of mine likes to say, it's manifested or applied knowledge. Again, wisdom is the ability to see things from God's perspective. So let's apply this in two specific areas of our lives. Number one, in the immediate context of the passage, Paul is saying that God has given you both insight and wisdom, that, that you have the capacity to understand and you have received wisdom of the deep things of God. See, this mystery, which Paul mentions in verse 9, has been made known to you. And now you can begin to understand and live in accordance with that reality. And it truly is stunning. And second, you can take this idea of wisdom and insight and apply it into our everyday living. So we're talking here in this passage about the blessings that God has given us in Christ Jesus. And in Jesus, get this, we have all wisdom and all insight that we need for living. I love what 2 Peter 1.3 says. Peter writes, His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And I don't know about you, but I don't need anything outside of life and godliness. And what Peter writes is everything that you need for life and godliness is found in Christ Jesus. And James in James 1.3 writes, If any of you lacks wisdom or Sophia, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Do you recognize that we need God's wisdom and insight for just daily living? I need to see his perspective in my every single moment of my every single day. And what if I could have God's wisdom, his perspective in my family, in my finances, my relationships, my church, and, and my future? See, what if I saw the flat tire I just had through the eyes of God and his divine perspective? It's interesting when, when we gather together as a staff at the, at the ministry I work with, a lot of times we'll be dealing with a situation and, and Eric Ludi will say, hey, let's get all the Proverbs on the table. Uh, what are the prover Proverbs for this situation? Isn't it interesting that in the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, wisdom actually is a character. And in fact, it's interesting, it's, 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 a, it's a her. It's, hey, she, uh, hey, her, her, her riches are amazing. Go after her kind of stuff. Now, we understand Jesus is not feminine. And if you've ever studied another language, it's like Spanish, which has, you know, masculine and feminine language or uh, part, parts to their speech. And so the word wisdom in Hebrew is a feminine word. But it's interesting to me that it's actually a character. 
In fact, in a lot of translations, the word wisdom is capitalized. Well, who is the wisdom of Proverbs? Well, it's easy. Jesus. Don't you, don't you see that, that all over Proverbs, which is all about wisdom, it's Jesus. Which is why when, hey, when we're in a staff meeting, Eric will say, hey, let's get the Proverbs on the table. Let's, what are the wisdom points that God has given us? And we're not just looking for facts and information and, and oh, this is a great thought. We're looking for Jesus and the insight that he has given in his wisdom contained in the book of Proverbs. See, over and over in the Proverbs, it tells you that wisdom is of utmost importance or to seek after wisdom. So here, here are just a couple passages. In Proverbs 1.7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy or blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. And Proverbs 4, 5 through 9 says, Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, speaking of wisdom, and she will preserve you. Love her, wisdom, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all of your getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. See, the reason why Proverbs uses the word wisdom 50 times is because it's not just talking about information or knowledge, but it's talking about our God. He himself is our wisdom. And Paul reminds us that there's no situation that you or I will encounter where his wisdom and insight will not be adequate. See, his grace and his wisdom is sufficient. Can I encourage you to walk in that reality of God's wisdom and insight? He has given you a capacity for understanding. He, he is wanting to give you his divine perspective to unveil the deep things of himself. Would you face every life circumstance and situation in light of Jesus? Wow, that would change how you live, wouldn't you think? Well, next time we're going to dip our toes into one of the greatest concepts in all the Bible, the mystery of God's will. As Paul mentions in Ephesians 1.9, and I'd love for you to saturate yourself in God's word this week and ponder what the mystery of God's will is. And thanks as always for joining me for today's study. If you'd like to see an outline of this study or read a commentary version of this passage, you can do so by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash Ephesians 16 for lesson number 16. And you can check out all the previous studies in Ephesians by visiting deeperchristian.com forward slash Ephesians. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around wisdom himself, Jesus Christ. See you then. Thank you for listening to this study from the book of Ephesians with Nathan Johnson. If you would like additional resources to help you build your life around Jesus Christ, I encourage you to check out my website at deeperchristian.com. This podcast is the audio version taken from my video series in Ephesians. And if you would like to view the video version of this study, you can do so at deeperchristian.com forward slash Ephesians.